Hey there and a very warm welcome to Bergos Now. My name is Aurelia Rauch and my guest today is our equity strategist, Frederik Carstensen. Hi, Frederik. Hello, Aurelia. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thanks How? for having me again. <laughs> Thanks for being here. How are the stock markets doing? It's been a, been a rough first half year, I'd say. Indeed, it's been a, it's been a brutal year so far for equities. Uh, a lot of uncertainties in the markets right now. Um, we have persistently high inflation yeah. throughout the year. And, um, and yeah, the, the central banks are kind of facing a dilemma because they, on the one hand, have to uh, demonstrate a willingness to fight inflation. Yeah. And on the other hand, they must avoid a sharp economic slowdown. So um, this is one of the problems, obviously. And then um, on top, we have the usual other problems. We still have the, the war in Europe, geopolitical problems uh, yep. between Russia and Ukraine. We had the zero COVID policy in China, which had a strong influence on, on supply chains. Uh, and yeah, a lot of uncertainty in the markets. And in this difficult environment, equities um, suffered some significant losses in the first half of the year. Yeah. The, the broad S&P 500, which stands for the U.S. equity market, uh, has lost more than 20% from its all-time high in the beginning of the year in January. Right. Um, the MSCI World Index, which is the broad equity index, is also down minus 20%. But also other asset classes... Um, like bonds were down minus 10% in the US, crypto, uh, we've seen it all. Yeah. Um, so there was really nowhere to hide this year. Uh, th that's pretty grim, right? But as it is often in grim times, there's some kind of silver lining. Are there any, uh, any upsides to this scenario? Yes, there are. Um, I've said it uh, many times here, when we evaluate the equity market, we always look at uh, four dimensions. Right. We look at the macroeconomic picture, we look at the fundamentals, we look at the technical picture, and we look also at investor sentiment and positioning. So the, the problems I explained just now are mainly in the, in the, on the economy, on, on the politics side. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the other dimensions, for example, the fundamentals are, are quite good at the moment mm -hmm. or are okay, not that bad. Um, I said the S&P has fallen 20% from the beginning of the year. Mm. Um, so the P.E. ratio, the valuation of equities, uh, is down from 21.6 from the beginning of the year to 16.1 uh, currently, which uh, is near the historical average. Mm -hmm. So um, equities are no longer um, expensive. And on the other hand, if we look at earnings, um, Analysts expected around 7% earnings growth at the beginning of the year, um, and which is quite uh, counterintuitive, actually. Throughout the first half, despite all these problems, they, they raised um, the expectations for earnings growth to even 10% uh, for this year, um, despite all the problems. But we believe this will come down. But by the end of the year, we still have a positive earnings growth at the end of the year. So the fundamentals are, are quite quite solid for equities at the moment. And the ray of hope actually is is the fourth dimension, uh, investor sentiment. Yeah. Um, due to the due, due to the 
geopolitical and monetary um, uncertainties I explained at the beginning. Um, investors have become increasingly cautious. Mm. So um, this is reflected in, in the sentiment and in positioning. For example, the American Association of Investors um, asked their members every week, do you expect the equity market in the next six months to go up, to go sideways, unchanged, or to go down? So yeah. are you bullish, are you neutral, or are you bearish? And this survey has proven to be a very good contrarian indicator. So if optimism level is, as usually is very low, then we've seen above average market returns going forward. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, if optimism levels are very high, then following that, we've seen um, below average market returns. Okay. So at the moment, we are at 18.1, which is very low bullish sentiment. I don't have a picture. This is the problem of a podcast here. <laughs> but um, if you see it in a historical context, we are... Um, the sentiment level is very low. So this is kind of one argument for equities at the moment. Is it also, does it tie into the fact that when markets are low, it's a good moment to buy in the hope that it will go up to make it very simple? Exactly. And looking forward, because you already gave some kind of outlook, what are you expecting the developments to be like in the second half of this year? So if we take all these four dimensions together, um, we see some opportunities, but we also still some risks as the current problems persist. Yeah. So we don't expect a ma major recovery in the short term, but uh, long term, we are still very optimistic for equities. Uh, we see some opportunities um, for positive development in the second half of the year, which is why we are uh, neutrally positioned uh, for equities at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, one example from the past, this is obviously no indication for, for the future, but whenever the S&P has fallen more than 20% um, in a two-quarter period mm -hmm. since the Second World War, like it's the case in the first half of the year, okay. the index has uh, been able to make significant gains for the next 12 months or the next four quarters. Okay, And so this is why also we believe it's, it would be wrong to subscribe to the pessimism that's currently in the market and to underweight equities. Mm -hmm. Freddie, you already kind of touched on how we're positioned, but could you go a bit more into detail on our position at the moment? In terms of regions, we uh, still see the greatest upside potential in the U.S. as we've done, uh, we've been overweight U.S. for, for many years now. Uh -huh. And one of the main reasons today is actually that we see some disadvantages in Europe um, for example, the war, which provides still uncertainty. And most recently, yeah, some media outlets are calling it an energy war. Um, right, yeah. Russia has cut or reduced the, the gas supplies to Europe, um, which is um, having an impact on consumer prices in, in Europe. And the U.S., for example, is not so much affected or not at all affected by this because they are not dependent on, on Russian gas. And in addition to the war as a burdening factor, we are also now expecting a tighter monetary policy um, by the ECB as well, which should be a disadvantage for the weaker Eurozone countries, like Italy and Greece. Got it, yeah. Um, 
For Japan, we're still overweight, we're still optimistic. Uh, we hardly see any inflation there and therefore still um, an expensive monetary policy. Um, and for the emerging markets, obviously you have to differentiate a lot because um, there are some oil producing countries which performed quite well this year, but we are overall cautious on emerging markets, mainly because of China. And as I mentioned in the beginning, the zero COVID policy, um, which causes uncertainty. Overall, um, it seems this year that the sector allocation is more important than the regional allocation this year. Okay, got it. Um, because sharply rising yields led to a big rotation in equities. We've seen many years of growth outperformance. This year, value outperformed uh, growth stocks by, by 17 percentage points. Um, commodity prices almost exploded in the first half of the year, uh, boosting the energy sector as a, as a classic value sector, for example. Um, so we've seen a lot of movement below this surface. We've, we made many changes there uh, on the sectors. And we believe as the year progresses, um, it's important to have a broadly diversified portfolio. And um, we continue to see potential for cyclical stocks in times of rising bond yields. But we also, as, as inflation coming to a peak, uh, also see opportunities for quality growth stocks uh, going forward. Got it. Okay, very cool. Anything else to add, Freddy? That's all for now. Okay, wonderful. Hey, thank you for the overview and the status report. Even though we're facing turbulent times, I think this was a very thorough and very necessary overview. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me, Aurelia. And we thank you as always very much for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And it might be just quickly plugged that our Capital Markets publication Reflections was published this week. So if you're interested in reading a bit more about our house view and our experts' opinion on the different asset classes, uh, you can find it on our website. And um, yeah, we hope you enjoy that one as well. We are back next week, Friday, with more from Bergers Now. Until then, I wish you a wonderful weekend and a pleasant and successful week. Bye-bye.